The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. The day it is written that Elder Zone will rise. Oops. Okay, uh, hey guys, there's blood on the road. <laughs> I told you, dwarf scouts. Is Olash about to become like a blood splatter analysis? Yes. Analysis? Yeah. <laughs> Analyst? Analyst. Analyst. <laughs> Griffins ain't small. I understand. I'll jump on something eventually. Flying, it's like Michael Jordan in Space Jam. <laughs> I don't feel like doing the math. Oh, fuck. Like putting a, uh, like a toothpick through a cocktail wiener. You are just so far the worst that I am running out of insults. I'm running out of insults. That's never happened before. Do you realize how awful you are? You giant idiot. Are you like standing in the wagon just <laughs> watching her dream? <laughs> like, this is just like a wild guess, but like maybe when we broach the subject, we shouldn't refer to them as horsey rides. And all of the smaller hands are positioned on the back bumper to spell out coexist. No, they are hellbent for griffins. Our next live show is fast approaching. In fact, it's this coming Saturday, June 23rd. We'll be appearing at The Long Game, an event being put on by Gamers Against Alzheimer's to raise money for, you guessed it, waterbeds for chimpanzees. The whole event goes from 8 a.m. to midnight, and our show starts at noon. Check out Gamers Against Alzheimer's on Facebook for all the details, and come out to support a good cause with a bunch of other nerds. Now, Let's hit it and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, the party, having just left Crossroads, happened upon a trail of blood in the road. Stopping to investigate, they determined that it most likely belonged to the griffin that had been injured the day before. Thinking they might be able to gain its favor by healing it, Olash and Cassian went about tracking it down. Following the trail through the forest, it eventually led to a clearing and an eroded hillside on which the griffin was perched. However, between them and the griffin was a hill giant and a dire wolf. Cassian lured the giant away with an illusion, and Olash literally jumped into battle, quickly dispatching the wolf with a well-placed vivisection. The giant then shortly returned, but with a combination of vicious mockery and devastating axe blows, the pair bested it and took its arms as trophies, as is customary. The threat dealt with, Olash was able to speak with the griffin, who requested that they bring their healer to him. Retrieving Yarfik from the wagon, they brought him back to the griffin, whom he healed. Olash asked if maybe the griffin wanted to come hang out with them now that they <laughs> fixed his wing, but he needed to go off and find his pack. He assured them that he had their scent, and that he'd come looking for them later on. They then returned to the wagon and got back on the road. And that is where we pick up. You've lost some time, so you're pushing north relatively quickly. Having left Crossroads at about 8 a.m., you've traveled only about two miles or so, and it's now about 11. 
clouds are beginning to roll in overhead from the west, and they look pretty heavy with rain. Based on your map, you know you've got roughly another 18 miles to go to the turnoff to Verseorsa, uh, and then about 30 miles from there. Ildov, you are halfway through your long rest at this point. Anyone doing anything in particular while you're on the road? I'm keeping an eye out for, um, I know we're not close to Boar, but like signs of Dwarven City or Dwarven, like kind of like roadside things. I don't know. Like roadside attractions? Yeah, like the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota style stuff? Yeah, exactly. Like, like the giant <laughs> house of cheese, you know, something like that. Ah, the Dwarven <laughs> giant house of cheese. Yeah. Can I just say real quick, from listening to that recap, you made it really sound like the griffin was blowing us off. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. I got your scent. You yeah. Know, I'll call you. Don't call me. <laughs> or on top of that, it could also be just like, oh, I have your scent. I'll find you. Yeah. No, he wasn't. He did say, he called Olash no. friend. He it it seemed like felt, the griffin of his word. It felt genuine. Yeah. No, it was. Genuine doesn't always come across in a recap, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. Work on it. So, uh, so Yarfik is looking for dwarven roadside attractions. Anyone else? I'm probably reading the Tome of Clear Thought. Probably walking Daybreak beside the wagon and, and sitting there. Yeah, I mean, you could easily, like, hitch Daybreak to the back of the wagon so he just sort of walks along with it so that you don't have oh, yeah, to steer or anything like that. Uh, so Olash, he- you're just at the front of the pack just making sure that you know, looking out for more blood in the road or whatever. Yeah, is dreaming um, as Carol. Oh. <laughs> well, like, she's not, she doesn't look like Carol, but, like, in her mind, you know. It's Carol's time to take over the vine. It's Carol just grocery shopping. Look, sometimes you gotta slip into those mom jeans, right? Mm -hmm. See where the night takes you. Yeah. (laughs) You never know. Cool. Uh, So you travel along. Those clouds just look like they're they're slowly rolling in a little bit more. About noon or so at this point. Uh, Let's get some perception checks. Ildov, you are still asleep. Don't even, don't pick up your goddamn (laughs) dice, Lindsay. <clears throat> I wouldn't dream um, of it. That's a th- uh, 13. Because you're sleeping. <laughs> okay, 13 for Cassian. Uh, 7 for Yarfik. 7 for Yarfik. 15. And a 15 for Olash. Olash and Cassian, you both hear explosions coming off from your left. Oh, God, this nonsense. Oh, the, the <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking we don't. I, I don't know. I, I, this is so lame, but I don't think we have t- time to investigate that. And also, we can't really claim the ORE bounty, even if we do figure out what the hell that is, right? Uh, yeah, I guess we probably can. What's going on? Uh, so, uh, Olash and I heard some explosions off to the west. Um, oh. I think it's. Uh, I imagine it's that that same thing that Posh wanted us to investigate, but yeah. Uh, Seeing as we're not in any position to claim the Ari bounty, it seems I don't know that we can, can really stop for it. Well, it probably shouldn't unless it has anything connected to what we're looking for. I mean, it is kind of a weird thing happening in a strange place. Yeah. Is there anything particularly about that that makes you think it's connected? No. I'm just saying you know, it fits some of the description of the place we're looking for, but not a lot of it because it was kind of vague. True. I don't know. I'm I'm perfectly fine pushing on if that's where we want to go. I just, I mean, I think obviously you know everyone keep your wits about you. Watch watch for trouble and, from and, the west and water but, in the sky. If I remember correctly. W- wait, what about water in the sky? That was part of the thing. Like watch out for like water in, water in the sky. Oh, that's what people said was happening. Right, right. Because then uh, we'll know we're near it, and that could be bad. 
I thought I thought that was a part of the prophecy. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you should really read the book. You know, the Tome of the Deep Wrath more often, and just you I, keep I'm, up to. The... I'm working on another book. I've got this. I've got Olash's reading primer. You know, there's only so many hours of the day. Oh well, I'll, I'll keep driving along. Just let me know if anything else pops up that I don't uh, notice first. Will do. So you continue on. Clouds getting ever closer. They're the the edge of the clouds is sort of on you now. It's beginning to drizzle a little bit. As you continue to travel, uh, it's it's a pretty ho-hum travel experience from this point on. The, the roads are in good condition. It snakes sort of between the hills, so it stays relatively, um, relatively flat. You're relatively on the same plane. You come to uh, mid-afternoon or so. Uh, Ildov, you are, you are awake now. If you choose to be, you can continue to sleep if you want. But um, Yeah, no, I'm, I'll, I'll wake up. Okay. Uh, so, Ildov, uh, you wake up to this sort of drizzliness. Uh, you're welcome to, uh, to get out on your horse or stay in the wagon. It is up to you. I mean, Cassian's in there with you reading a book. Cassian's not in the wagon. He's still on Daybreak. He's oh, I thought he was... Oh. Well, if, it's, if it's drizzling, I may have moved into the wagon. Because the books would get wet. <laughs> well, Can't handle a, magic a little book. drizzle, Cassian. <laughs> so water from the sky, is this um, what... Not from in the sky. Oh, maybe in you the guys, sky. Okay. maybe you don't treat like, your books weird... well. Uh, <laughs> Cassian takes the very seriously. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll stay in the wagon. Okay. Uh, so if you guys are both in the wagon, it's going to be a, it's a little cramped, but you're dry. But as you continue on through the afternoon, the rain becomes a, a little bit stronger coming down, and both uh, Olash and Yarfik, in that you're you're looking out the direction that you guys are traveling, you see there's a hill sort of in the distance that the road goes over, and um, you see a wagon pop up coming over the hill in the opposite direction, so towards you guys. Uh, and then a couple seconds later, another wagon. And then a couple seconds later, another wagon. It's a wagon train. And you uh, eventually realize there's a caravan coming out uh, down the other direction. As you get closer, you can see that there are, it looks like five wagons total. There are a number of people on horseback around them, probably guards. And as you get closer and closer, uh, you can see the uh, people who are who are part of this caravan. Uh, it looks like they're largely dwarven, uh, though there are elves and humans among them. They look like merchants, most likely. Their wagons are of a different make than yours are. Their sides roll up, and they have sort of like awnings that can be put out, almost like they're portable shops. As you pass the first wagon, there's a dwarven woman at the reins of it, and she she looks at you all, and she looks at your wagon and the arms mounted on it, and <laughs> immediately like like doesn't want to make eye contact with <laughs> anybody. Meanwhile, Olash is like not picking up the hint and like trying really hard to make eye contact and like smiling at everybody. Are you trying to like get their attention? No, not like, get their attention. Just just, just just being like, nice. Just like look but like pretty intently like <laughs> <laughs> I just see a yellow good day weary travelers she once again doesn't make eye contact but she says uh, hi uh, good, good good day I poke my head out of the wagon and I say uh, there's uh, explosions off to the west uh, farther down the road by the way so be wary <laughs> uh, I I, I. Oh, oh, okay. we, we had nothing to do with them just so you know yeah yep that wagon has passed by you at this point. Uh, the next wagon is being driven by a human man, bald with an eye patch, and just sort of glances towards you, does a quick like nod and grunt, back looking forward. I say, forward. good day, where are you bound? And I won't speak to the dwarf, we'll speak to the humans. 
So, she passed it. I did speak to her. And she passed us. Uh, we are bound for Sprocket. Fair way of crossroads. Very nice. Very nice. Um, he doesn't stop the wagon, so he's still moving. Okay. Can I see anything from, like, their demeanor or like anything poking out of the wagons anything that would hint as to their business uh they're they have um the titles of their businesses uh and their well their their types of goods are like labeled on the sides of their wagons like these are portable shops so they have signs for what they do the uh the first wagon is is uh for general goods sundries and the like the, the second wagon, this one that uh, that you were just speaking to the gentleman who is driving, uh, he's a leather worker. So it's it's like leathers and hides is the sign that's on the side of his wagon. The third wagon is coming forward now. It's sort of even-ish with you all being driven by uh, an elven woman and an elven man. And this wagon says uh, Taylor on the side. Uh, should, should we let them know that they shouldn't go near Bastavier? I mean... Oh... Um, it doesn't sound like they're planning to. Okay. Just just trying to keep people safe, you know, don't, don't go near the area where the giant evil's gonna rise, you know, it's a bad thing. The fourth wagon now is about even with you. This one being driven by a dwarven man, very old. Uh, and this one on the side of the wagon says apothecary. Oh, he might have some uh, some healing tinctures. If we want to stop him, I know it's up to you guys. <clears throat> we don't have time. Okay, no the time. The fifth wagon now <laughs> is uh, next to you, and this is being driven by a very thin elven man, uh, and it says Fletcher on the side. I'm I'm all fixed for arrows, so I don't know how, how the rest of you are doing. I mean, it's nice to have a I'm passive. the only one who ever shoots a bow on side. I think so. It's, it's nice to see them going through. That's true, yeah. I have a bow, but I never shoot it. Olash throws javelins. Okay. Obviously, you wouldn't get those from a Fletcher, but, you know, yeah. still. Well, although, it'd be fun to see, like, giant, you know, stabilizing feathers on the back of a javelin. It would essentially be like the javelin from Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, it would. Anyway. I don't think we need to stop them. Let's let's keep pushing on. I think we're fine. So, the uh, caravan continues to move on. The, uh, the guards around it. The guards seem like they kind of give you guys a pretty wide berth. Like, like one of them tries to ride between... <clears throat> between the, the the wagons going in opposite directions just to make sure that everything's cool but um, you get a lot of weird looks and then even when you when when you are past the caravan one of the guards is like turned around completely on his horse looking like trying to read what like looking at the back of the wagon being like you can see his mouth moving and being like does that say Coexist? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> As you continue on down the road, the rain is is beating down harder now. You know this is good. Uh, controversy is a great way to get your message out there. I just ask Peta. Like, uh, little... Peta from the Hunger Games. <laughs> I, I have a logistical question. So, uh, are the arms on the giant arms? Are they facing forward with a hand, or how are they arranged again? I can't remember. Oh, uh, did I arrange them? You would have been the only one who could really lift them. I can help. Um, You're not tall enough. <laughs> get me a letter. I was thinking they were kind of like crossed in the front. But they're in the front in front. Yeah. Of us. Okay. Are they making any gesture? Um. Well, I can't like. Antenna fingers. <laughs> I can't change like the position. Oh well, I guess I was thinking the gargoyle arms on the front, which I can't. Oh, gargoyle arms. 
change the position of the yeah the, the stone ones. It's you can't. Right. So where are the giant arms? I wanna, I, I'm just trying to. So they're in the front, crossed as well, or uh, obscuring my vision, or I thought you guys had, had landed on the giant arms were like parallel on top of the wagon. Why were we settled on that? I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> just for the sake of weight difference. <laughs> I think. Well, here let's. It's Olash's call. She yeah, she killed that's it. That's true. So. That's fine with me. Uh, so I'm gonna reach up because it's raining a little harder, getting a little darker, and I'm gonna cast light on one of them. <laughs> Okay. So just on hand. the palm of it. So it's like a, <laughs> yeah, it's like a headlight. <laughs> okay. So uh, you, you've left. got a beacon lighting your way uh, as you continue northward. And the, the rest of the trip, you uh, you don't really see very many very many other people besides that caravan. Uh, you know, maybe like one one old dude on a horse and cart with uh, like a you know cart full of hay or some sort of grain of some kind uh, traveling through. Uh, and eventually you come to the turnoff. Uh, so you've traveled now uh, about 20 miles total today. At the pace you're going, you could probably do another eight to ten miles or so before the horses will really need a rest uh, and before the rest of you will need a rest as well because that's a lot of saddle time uh, but this turnoff goes to the east uh, and consulting your map you know this is the path that goes towards Verisayorsa I'm assuming you guys are turning here unless you want to continue north and go to Brightcliff I think we're, we're pushing for Verisayorsa I think mm-hmm. that's where we're yeah heading. definitely okay. that's our best lead did we let Kathak know where we were going? Okay. Yep, road to Verisayorsa is why I said meet us up with meet us up yeah, there. He he you cast sending. I did. I can cast another one later and update him where we are. I just couldn't remember. Yep. That was it. So you uh, you all make the turn and begin traveling down this road. Uh, as you travel, you notice that the forest here is very lively. You have sort of made it through the Dusk Hills area at this point, and you're you're kind of on the border between the Dusk Hills and the Great Forest. But this seems very forested where you are. There are critters running around through the underbrush all around you. The plants here look very healthy. Uh, trees are very vibrant. That's, I don't know how you managed to make that sound ominous. Very healthy. Uh, no, it's not ominous at all. Like you, you see, there's you don't see rot on any of the plants. There's no evidence of blight. Barely even any brown leaves. Like everything looks very vibrant and green. Um, almost too almost vibrant. as if you're in like a rainforest, but it's it's decidedly not a rainforest. Could be a temperate um, rainforest. It could be, but it's not. Uh, just because it's raining and you're in a forest doesn't mean it's a rainforest, John. Fine, fine. You, uh, in looking around, you also see the the road itself is very tidy and smooth, um, almost as if someone is like taking care of it. It's in very good shape. As I you, if there's an adopt a highway program up here or something. <laughs> as you travel farther down, let's get some perception checks. We hear more explosions. I swear. Oh, uh, that's a natural twenty. Six. 14. 18. Okay. Uh, so everybody but Olash notices this. Uh, and Cassian, you really notice this. <laughs> Olash is like, man, these are some healthy looking plants. Yeah. Um, in, in looking around, sort of taking this all in, you notice how sort of well kept the road is. And the, uh, the trees that line the sides of the road, uh, you notice that a lot of them look like they've been shaped almost to have these uh, branches that, that snake out over the road. It almost looks like they've been made into hooks on the end of them. And there are these sort of translucent cantaloupe-sized globes hanging from them. 
doesn't seem to be anything in them, but it doesn't look... I mean, they don't look natural by any stretch. Do, do I recognize them as anything I may have seen living in Boar or anything else? Uh, roll intelligence. Just straight intelligence? Um, yep. Can I, uh, I'm going to make the same sure. to see if I recognize 21. Uh, they're definitely not dwarven. Uh, nine. You're not sure? Yarfik, you uh, you definitely know they're not dwarven. You've never seen anything like them before. I mean, your best guess is they, having lived in, in and been in many cities, they kind of look like streetlights, but they're not lit up. I'm going to make sure nobody's standing under one of them and poke it with my rapier very gently. Um, so you... Uh, Are they that low that we can get to them, like horseback or... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, especially with a rapier. Yeah. Um, so you you sidle over to one and you raise your rapier and you poke at it and you hear this little tink tink when the blade hits it. Seems like it's made of uh, glass of some kind. Hmm. So no eating those. I uh, okay. I just in case anyone didn't hear, I let them know that it, they seem to be glass or crystal. What? What seems to be glass or crystal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Olaf, there's these globes. <laughs> Yeah, there's globes, maybe lights, maybe traps. I don't really know. <laughs> oh, great! Yeah, traps are great. I'm, light spells still going on, so we can at least see where we're going. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like this is an inviting place where someone likes to keep their road nice and uh, lit for the travelers coming through. Perhaps we're going to meet someone. Uh, are they glowing, or are they? They are not glowing at the moment. No, no but, but they're they could be street lights. They could be lighting our way to some sort of invitation. I clap twice. And, and the, <laughs> the, the trees appreciate your applause. <laughs> I was just seeing if the globes were on a clapper system. They are not. They do not have the clap. <laughs> Had to be done. I regret not. Did it, it? Oh, it did. So, are you guys? Are you? Do you want to investigate these things further? Are you continuing on? What's the? Well, are they? Are they atta- they're attached to the trees, but they're not. Um, like, there's no like line or something running down below. No, no, you don't see any evidence of like electric lines or anything. They are just they're. They are sort of glass slash crystal globes uh, that have little um, uh, hooks on the top. They they just hook onto the the tree branches. So my my gut feeling here is this is either got to be either elves or druids or both. Do I know what they are? Roll intelligence. Those damn elf druids. Uh, fifteen. Actually, roll Arcana, because you're the only one who's proficient in that. Does that count? What, what was it? It just landed on the... Is, did it land flat? Yeah. Yeah, it counts. Um, that's 20, not natural. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you've seen things similar to this before. Um, okay. You've seen them in some ORE establishments, as you've sort of drifted through several of them at this point, mm-hmm. and they are... They are made of crystal. You've never seen this exact kind before, but your your deduction is that they are they are streetlights essentially. Um, there's a spell you can cast on these that captures the light in them and then allows it to uh, stay transmitting, as opposed to the normal light spell where if if you cast it on one thing, the moment you cast it on something else, the first one goes out. This will actually hold the spell in it, uh, allowing it to remain illuminating for some time cool interesting so we are going down someone's avenue that they've obviously taken the time to have lit at night it's a little strange out this far i'll not i'll say that for that cool let's keep rolling yeah so you keep going down continue to travel the road it sort of lazily snakes back and forth almost like a river Uh, and as you come around a curve uh just a, a few minutes later should note it's about 6 p.m. at this point. Uh, but as you come around this curve, you see someone 
that may be responsible for those very hanging globes. Uh, before you stands a large humanoid, about eight feet tall. It's got grayish, sallow skin, uh, ears that stick straight out from the sides of its head and come to points. Uh, it's got thick hair on the top of its head, thick hair ringing its face, and uh, you can see thick hair also on the exposed parts of its arms. Um, it's otherwise covered in sort of mismatched hides that are roughly stitched together, and it's wearing a cape covered in black feathers. Um, as you approach, this figure turns towards you, uh, and you can see that it has uh, large black birds perched on each shoulder, uh, and its face has, has big, kind, cow-like eyes uh, that uh, are just around a broad, flattish nose. Uh, its mouth seems to almost default to just this sort of pleasant smile. And it sees you and, and just waves slowly with its right hand. I, I wave back. And he just continues to wave as you continue to approach. I say, uh, hello there. Are you the, uh, the tender of this uh, stretch of forests? You see that he, he hears that. And um, as he begins to speak, it looks like he's, he's moving his mouth with, with great care. Uh, almost as if this is not his chosen form of communication. Uh, it almost looks like he doesn't speak often. But you, uh, you ask that question, and he says, uh, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> not what I was picturing. Nope, not at all. <laughs> weirdly Andy Kaufman-esque. Uh, I, I, I place these so people of your kinds can see. That's very thoughtful of you. Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Cassian von Demos, uh, hero of legend, entertainer, the songsmith, wordsmith, uh, famed fighter, lover, detective, uh, um, attorney, tunneler. What do you call yourself? My, my kind have no use for names, but if you must, you may call me Blackwing. That is the, the name others have used. Uh, do you mind? I hope this isn't an impertinent question. What is your kind? I am a furbolg. <laughs> oh, I've never met a furbolg before. It's extremely <laughs> pleasant to meet you. Do I know what a furbolg is? Roll intelligence. Roll nature, furball. actually. Sorry. Furbolg. F I R B O L G. <laughs> that is a, a race of people. Eleven. Eleven. Furbolg. You've heard of furbolgs before. Have I ever seen one? In a book, I think. <laughs> you, you've seen an artist's rendering? <laughs> artist's rendering. Not like a furball. No, not a furball. Not a furball. <laughs> furbolg. <laughs> oh, now I understand why you laughed so hard. <laughs> I am a furball. I am a furball. <laughs> oh, that might be the title of this episode. <laughs> Uh, um, anyway, I say, um, well, it's uh, it's wonderful to meet you, Blackwing. I'm I'm curious. Um, we're on a, a fairly important quest. I don't suppose you know anything about a thicket that should not be surrounded by creatures that should not be. Perhaps up in the mountains. Maybe even in a place that should not be. <laughs> I care for this section of forest. <laughs> Make sure plants and beasts are safe. 
Oh, so so uh, this is your stretch of forest to to watch over. I care for this section of forest. <laughs> so that, okay. that that means for us, we probably shouldn't hunt anything here if we need food. I tell, I say, wow, you've done a really nice job. Thank you. <laughs> uh, please c- continue on. I only ask you respect the land and creatures. I I made places for you to sleep. Oh. That's so nice of you. Uh, they have firewood in them. Please do not cut down trees. I wish all park rangers were like this. Guy. <laughs> uh, of, of course, of course. Uh, we, 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 would, we would never deign to, to, to take anything from your forest. That would be unwise. He just nods at you. Um, so, uh, there's nothing, uh, I take it, that, that uh, we need fear in this, uh, in, in this stretch of woods, then. No, just respect the land and trees. <laughs> Will do. Uh, Ola here can actually talk to animals. She's a big fan. She's a big fan of, of animals or talking of to an- animals? animals and talking and, and your work here, I guess. <laughs> Are you having a Yarfik problem today? <laughs> I just mean, you know, we're, we're very pro-nature. And I, and I sort of try to surreptitiously sidle so that I'm between him and the severed arms all over our camp. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he doesn't seem to really take any notice of them. Even with the giant beam of light coming out of even, the Even one. with the giant beam of light coming out of the, the giant arm, he, he just sort of... It seems like he's taken it all in stride and just has a, that big sort of dopey-ish grin on his face. Uh, are there are there many others of your kind around here in the woods? No. <laughs> so you're on your own then. Yes. Must be a very lonely craft. No. Well, uh, okay. Let us... Yeah, let us uh, let's let's be on our way. We don't really yeah. have that much time. Oh, Ildov, you're awake. Yeah, I've been awake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I was driving. Sorry. He rolled really low on his perception. <laughs> All right, well, it, it's uh, it's an absolute pleasure to meet you, Blackwing. Um, if you, you know, should happen to, to have need of us for anything, um, you know, feel, feel free to find us. Give and a card. Uh, oh, oh, yes. Uh, yes. I almost asked if he could read, but I didn't. <laughs> I handed my I hand him a business He takes it. He doesn't even look at it. He just takes it and, like, holds it in his hand, and his hand drops to his side, and he's just holding it. <laughs> Great. Well, uh, yeah, so you've got that, and uh, we're, we'll be on our way. I actually I have one more question for him, actually. Uh, how far does your uh, your territory in this forest go? I care for the section that goes to the mountain. Right to the mountain? To That goes to the mountain. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to be sure we don't cut down any trees in your entire area. So. Boy, as soon as we get out, though. Oh, yeah, we're, we're murdering <laughs> trees everywhere. It's the first time you've seen him not smile. <laughs> I was kidding. I know you were kidding. I was speaking out of character. <laughs> it was a joke. Uh, okay, so you continue traveling on. Don't tell Kathak, but I have a favorite, new favorite NPC. <laughs> <laughs> so don't include that in my message to him. Okay. Uh, so you continue on down the road. Uh, as you glance behind you, you can see that he reaches up and he touches another one of those globes. Uh, sort of mutters something under his breath, and then it it illuminates. Um, and as you continue now down this road, the the globes in front of you are all lit, um, so it's very easy to see on the road. 
You get about another 20 to 30 minutes or so. Uh, let's get some perception checks. So we've seen streetlights and people. Four. Six. Non-natural 20. 16. Okay. Uh, so, um, Cassian and Yarfik uh, see a couple of things. Um <laughs> Uh, both Cassian and Yarfik, as you uh, are going down the road, you both look up at one point and you see a uh, very large black bird flying overhead from west to east. So from the direction you came towards the mountain. Both of you roll nature real quick. Natural one. It's a bird. It's a bird. Uh, yeah, you're both you're both a little fuzzy on exactly what kind of bird it is. All you get is is big and black. Can I point at this it out point. to Blush? Yeah, you can point it out. What is that? But it's it's gone too fast oh. for her to be able to, to say anything. Big black bird of some some kind. Sounds like a big black bird of some kind. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Good, that sounds. Um, the uh, the other thing, Cassian, you're the only one who sees this. Uh, as you 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 look up, you see this bird. You look down uh, and glance to the side of the road, and you see this. There's this mound of dirt that's off to the side. Um, it would have been very easy to miss this because it's just dirt amongst dirt, but something about it seems really familiar, and it hits you. <laughs> it's a buried dirt. I think dirt. I know this dirt. <laughs> well, it, it's not the dirt itself. It's it's the the shape that the dirt is in, and it looks just like when Ildov used her mold earth cantrip to bury that body on Gulric's estate. Not to alarm anyone, but there's. Uh, something over here that looks a bit like a shallow grave or a poorly concealed body. I'm not sure if we should be concerned. I I would be. I, I'd we like you to go check it out if I could. Notice it now. Yeah, I mean he's he's okay. stopped and pointed it out, especially if he's just <laughs> said that to you. Can We're I, like staring at the guy. He's like, "Where's the black bird?" Can I can I use mold earth to? See if I can uncover. Yeah, absolutely. It? Okay, yeah, that's what uh, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, so you uh, you use the mold earth cantrip, and you you I'm um, just lift the dirt out and put it to the side, um, and this sort of five foot area of dirt lifts up and moves to the side, and uh, what is left in the hole is a partially decayed corpse. Ooh. How partially decayed? It might be human, it might be elven based on the height, but it's kind of hard to tell. Distinguishing features seem to be uh, gone. So I take it that we can't tell if it died violently or can... It's somewhat difficult to tell. Uh, Roll investigation. See what you can glean. (laughs) Oh no, that's a seven. Um, So that's a ten, actually, with my bonus. Seven. Three. Wow. <laughs> we are just not. Man, if you add that all up, it's not even a 20. <laughs> um, so, Fred, you got a 10? Yes. There are some some broken bones. It's kind of hard to tell if those are a cause of death or something that happened post-mortem. How, how fresh does it look? Like, how long has this been here? Do we know? I mean, it's decayed enough that distinguishing features are gone, so it's not... I mean, this didn't happen yesterday. Is it wearing anything? Uh, it is wearing some stuff. 
Uh, it's got faded leathers. Um, you can see that it's got a bow and a quiver. Any markings on the leathers? Are they, that's decayed away. If there were, they're decayed away, but it doesn't even look like it's it's really that worn for that to have been the case. Mm-hmm. It just looks like it's standard, like very general clothing, not not marked. How far have we walked from uh, Blackwing? Uh, you've, you're probably about 25 to 30 minutes away from him. Okay. So maybe this guy, I'm just spitballing here, tried to cut down a tree? Or do something worse. Yeah, that was going to be my guess. He he disrespected the forest. Unless in that some big way. black bird ate him. But I buried him and then came back to check on the body a month later. Some well, no, some birds bury their corpses after they're done. They they just put them in the ground. Well, that's, that's true. Let's I got not it. wait around for whatever to come back. Yeah, I assume there's nothing on this guy that looks valuable, is there? Uh, with your investigation check, no. <laughs> I mean. Blackwing said we had nothing to be afraid of. I know we don't know him that well, but he seemed pretty trustworthy to me. Would you me. like to know? Right. We, uh, I, we, can, we can find out what happened to him if you'd like to know. No, I'm How's good. that? I can speak with the dead. Oh, um... We can only ask them five questions they knew in life, but I can, I can cast it, and then we can speak to him and kind of get a, ask him some questions if we need to. How long does that take? Ten minutes. But it lasts for ten minutes, doesn't it? Yeah, it lasts for. It's, it's an instant cast. Oh, we have one action. Sorry, yes. Yeah. It's oh, cast. okay. Well, then let's let's go for it, right? Well, think. Let's think of the questions we want to ask this because we only get five. How did you die? I don't know. A lot's going to depend on the answer to that, actually. <laughs> right. Um, well, there are branching trees of where to go. Do we want to ask him about anything he might know about what's up ahead, or maybe if he knows of what we're looking for? What do we want to ask? Well, I, th- I do think we should ask something about that. I, I, I say. Uh, I think we should ask, um, were you killed by, by the furbog? Um, did you... <laughs> dis- Sorry. <laughs> the furbog. Um, <laughs> Die, you bastards. Uh, have you, uh, do you know where Aziz Tear is, or Bright Blade, or whatever? Uh, the Blinding Blade, I mean, uh, is there any danger on the road ahead, and I don't know, anything else we can think of? Alright, well, is everyone on board with this? Do you want to know anything? I mean, we don't have to. I just felt like he's she here. Like, we... I don't know. Yeah, no, we're good. You don't. You don't. I think she's saying she doesn't have any specific. Questions. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, I was confused because yeah. it was so nonchalant and kind of non-decisive. Okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna kneel down and cast uh, Speak with Dead. So, uh, what is the word for Speak with the Dead? Brains. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, I hate you. <laughs> You're lucky it's Father's Day and that you're a dad and that I will allow this. Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. So you uh, you lean down, you uh, grasp your holy symbol with one hand, and uh, that sort of radiant purple energy flows uh, from that hand up your arm and down into your, your other hand as you place it on the chest of this corpse. And you say that holy word, brains, <laughs> and... Instantly, this uh, this corpse just sucks in air. Just this this sudden, <gasps> as you can see, it sort of animate stiffly, and the head loll up, and it's sort of taking in in and out breath. It looks up with these empty sockets. Who are you? My name is Fundral. Fundral, how did you die? I was hunting. I had just 
killed a rabbit and the biggest bear I've ever seen came from behind. I did not have a chance. Fondro, do you know of any dangers on the, the road ahead of us, aside from that bear? I didn't see anything else. Only small game and a big black bird. That's three. Uh, Fandral, where do you come from? I live (laughs) in the forest to the west. Um, Fandral, this is a long shot, but do you know anything about a thicket that should not be, surrounded by creatures that should not be? In a place that should not be. In a place that should not be. (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> Damn it! And as he answers that question, that <laughs> false air that you you breathed into him essentially leaves him, and the corpse falls. I feel like answers is a pretty loose yeah, term. That's yeah, that's He <laughs> answers it based on no, the no, knowledge no, that he I had know. when he was alive. <laughs> that's still, all right. So we we know that that black bird that I saw and that Cassian saw is probably attached to whatever's protecting this forest, and yes. that we can that that's just proving that we should not be. Messing with a furbog. Good thing we have got plenty of food in the wagon. Do we? I think so, right? Sam, mm-hmm. how are we you, doing for you, provisions? You've still got a, a healthy amount of provisions in the wagon. Just making sure, because we we're not able to stop at Crossroads to pick up anything for that. Cool. But yeah, you, um, you should have enough food in the wagon and you have endless water. <laughs> so. <laughs> Let's press on. So you continue on. Uh, it gets deeper into the night. Still, still raining a little bit, um, but it seems to have abated by this point. You uh, eventually come upon one of those clearings that Blackwing had mentioned to you earlier. Uh, there's enough space off the road. Uh, it's, it's on the southern side of the road. Uh, but there's enough space for you to bring the wagon, the oxen, all the horses, uh, as well as set up all of your bedrolls. There's a, a fire pit dug there. Like it, it really seems like he's taken the attention to make sure that you, you will not have to do anything to disturb the outside forest itself. And is this about as far as we can go without exhausting ourselves and the horses? You could feasibly go a little bit farther, but this is probably the most convenient rest spot you'll find. And yeah. and resting here and consulting the map, you'll probably be able to make it to the mountain in, in a day tomorrow. So, so, so do we oh, see nice. like a sign that says next rest stop 17 miles? Yeah. Yes, okay. and this this rest stop was provided to you by the Knights of Columbus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very okay. Christopher Columbus, Oh, okay. not Ohio. Great. Well, let's set up camp and let's um let's do what we can to, I don't know, if there's, see if there's anything we can do to sort of conceal ourselves from the path just in case... How are you, hunters? Come how on. would you like to go about that? Well, because I can't, I can't like pull brush and stuff to to dwarf dwarf scouts this thing again. No, I guess I was thinking more of like fallen branches and leaves and kind of I don't know. Can, I don't know how how open this clearing is. If there's like sort of a little entrance way that opens out inside, or if it's just a huge scooped out area off the path. So. Uh, it, it's it's pretty much right on the path. So you would have to build a house uh, to conceal (laughs) yourselves where you are. 
right. If you'd Never like mind. to like to get that blackbird on our side, I'll start chopping trees. But no, no, no. I don't think anyone should chop anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, uh, just, 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 just to concern about uh, pursuit. But maybe we can pile all the arms. It was like it looks like just a random pile of arms on the side of the road. Yeah, that'll. That'll, That'll throw them off, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, okay. I'm, I'm gonna prep the wagon and get everything prepped for the night, and okay. uh, start putting together a, a fire and getting it going. So you uh, pull off into the clearing, you unyoke the oxen and, and stake them into the ground, and same with the horses, so they're all set, give them feed, set up your bedrolls, get some, some dinner a-cooking, and uh, anybody want to do anything in the meantime? I'm gonna... Um check in with all i'll cast my speak with animals mm-hmm. and check in with all the animals okay so you do you do the hustle give them some give them all some oats oh oats oats oats, oats, oats i oats. love it uh are you asking them anything in particular or just making no sure just like just like you know making sure there's nothing you know uh wrong just like che- just a light check-in gotcha gotcha yeah beatrice and claude are uh they're doing well. They're they're happy that you guys stopped because you guys were you were pushing pretty hard today, um, and they are they're they're both like happy to have have that moment to rest. They actually they both like laid down, um, and uh, they you know happily drink a lot of water and and eat the oats and uh, just they have those like big kind eyes. They like scratchies, so you give them some scratchies. Are they like a furbog's eyes, or no? The furbog has eyes like a cow. These are oxen, <laughs> idiot. Bovine. Yeah, I didn't say that he had eyes like a bovine. I said he had eyes like a cow. God, this guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then you go and speak with the horses. Have you guys named your horses yet? Besides daybreak. <laughs> No. Okay. Cool. Just just curious. I ask them what their names are. <laughs> uh, so you guys have two of the horses, right? Yes, because uh, yeah, you Kithok gave uh, because the other one you gave to Kathak. Um, so the horses that you guys still have are oh god, what were, I had names for them. What were their fucking names? Rodolfo and Phineas. Maybe. No. Uh, one of them was Diesel. <laughs> I remember that very specifically. The other one's Vin. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> I can't find it, so that works just as well. Okay. So your horse is Vin and Diesel, <laughs> and then Daybreak. Okay. One of them was adopted. <laughs> well, Daybreak's name may not be Daybreak, it's well, just that's what yeah, they call also him. true. Daybreak didn't get stolen from the, from Gulrick. I bought him. <laughs> I bought him. Yeah, the horses are all, they're all doing fine as well. They're, um, I mean, they're... They're, they're all about r- family, right? What? They're all about family, right? Yes, yes, they're all about family. Uh, and stealing things from Brazil. <laughs> Anyone else a fan of the Fast and the Furious series? I mean, let's be honest. Fast and Furious 4 on, right? The first three are terrible. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, no, they, uh, the horses are all doing pretty well. They're, they're riding horses. I mean, they're designed for to be pushed like this. Um, so they are not designed. They're bred for it. <laughs> Intelligent design doesn't exist here. Uh, have you uh, seen the maps of our entire land? That that's are different. Shut up. Fuck you. Um, no, they're they're bred for for this kind of activity, so they're doing well. I mean, they're you know they, they weren't being pushed to the point where they were like frothing or anything like that. They're happy to have the rest because it means they get to to eat oats, and they know that you guys have those dank ass oats. <laughs> um, so they're they're doing pretty well, but they're also you know they're they're happy to chill, eat some grass. So they're doing I good. guess once we're all settled in then and camp is set up, 
I'm going to sort of turn to, to Ildov and say, um, well, uh, Ildov, not to, um, not to make this awkward or anything, but I do think it's, it's time we learned a bit more about your past. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah, I, I think we talked about this already. Yeah, we did. Um, before we get into this, would it maybe be a good idea to send Kathak another message and just let him know, like, once he gets to this area, not to, like, kill anything or, like, cut down any trees? I would love to, except that I blew both my third okay. level spells today, both healing the griffin and then just speaking with a dead person, so okay, I'd have so to do it tomorrow. Okay, so maybe in the morning. That's fair. He's probably still at least a day away. Yeah, he was so outside the crossroads, so okay. he won't, he won't, unless he's, you know, got some super speedy airship of some sort. I don't think he's going <laughs> to make it to Kathak us. Kathak flies in on the griffin. <laughs> <laughs> I would be a little pissed, not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> what if it's not a griffin, but something else that flies? Whoa. <laughs> anyway. So so I, w- I was going to do this before we decided we were going to speak about your, your past, but I'm going to break up my bagpipes and play like a mournful tune from my childhood okay. behind this. So as you're speaking, there's a sound So track. as you start talking, you just hear... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the song right there. <laughs> Yeah, we, we could, like, do this another time. <laughs> I, I know a couple of tunes. I mean, I can do something else if it fits it better. Look, I understand the desire for privacy as anyone, but whatever's going on with your past uh, almost got us arrested by the ORE and might still get us killed. I think we need to know what we're dealing with. Well, I mean, you know. I, th- I think we've proven that we're your friends here. We're, we're willing to go to the mat for you. The least you can do is at least let us know what we're going to the mat for. All right. Well, um, you know, you can you can tell I'm I'm half elf. I'm half human because of your pointy ears. Because of my pointy ears. <laughs> 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 oh my god, that is the most in character thing <laughs> that you have ever said. <laughs> I can 100% just see Olash going, because you're pointy ears. I'm so glad that landed on multiple levels. <laughs> um, you can tell that I'm half elf. My my mother was an elf. I've never known my father. Um, he was an elf who was traveling around, and, you know, so he uh, was never in the he picture. Was he was human? Well, if you're half elf, one of them is human. She was human. My mother was human. Sorry. My mother was human. My father. It's so tough to know. It's so. I'm sorry. I got very. uh... I'm actually two half elf. (laughs) I kind of like the idea that Ildov has so many cover identities that she needs to actually carry around notes about. Yeah, it's um. Yeah. She's going through a folio. I forget, you know. No, so my mother was human. Father was an elf. He, you know, rolled through town, got her pregnant, and then left. Um, like elves do. You know. That's, that's, that's the sort of thing that, that happens all the time when one travels. No need to run that. Yeah, and that just, you know. So. I'm sure it only happened in this one case, and, and nobody else who, who wanders from town to town. I, you know. Yeah. Cassian, this Come is Ildov's story, please. not yours. Can we get back to it, please? All right. Just got distracted for a second there. Continue. So I just, I, you know, I grew up in a human village, but they didn't really like me because I'm half elf. You know, I never really had, you are, the three of you are like the first friends I've ever really had, you know? You couldn't have picked a better group of friends. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I, you know, in lieu of friends, I read books. 
I spent a lot of time in libraries. When I did finally leave um, my the human village where I was raised, I, uh, I found a village of elves, and they did not like me. Um, but I stayed for a little while anyway, because <laughs> there was a really big library, you know, lots of books to read. And one night in the library, late at night, I found a magical orb. <laughs> And just kind of like lying there? Well, it was like in a dusty corner, you know, and I was searching for this one particular book and then I just kind of happened to find it. And the second I touched it, I was suddenly connected to some otherworldly being who uh, gave me some powers. (laughs) Was it like instantaneous by touching the orb or did you have to like work on them with him or something? I mean, he like offered to give me powers if I would, you know, sort of do a couple things here and there for him. Like getting the book at the beginning of this and burying it near... Well, yeah, I wasn't necessarily supposed to bury it, but I I was supposed to steal that book of spells. Like a few days ago. Yeah, like... Yeah, that was like a few days ago, wasn't it? Like a week yeah. ago. It has yeah. not been that long since that happened. Nope. <laughs> Definitely. Still fresh in the mind. So you're, um, you owe... How many more favors do you owe to this being? Uh, I mean, it's sort of like a lifetime situation oh. i'm assuming i don't know there was never like a number discussed but he owns basically your soul and stuff like that like you are his to do with that once you're done your tasks or something i, I that's one way to look at it i suppose D- did you the other way to look at it is hey i've helped you guys out a lot just uh, i hate i hesitate to even ask this but did you did you read the agreement before you signed <laughs> there was no like fine print to read exactly okay. kind of a spur of the moment either take it or don't Yeah, basically. And I don't know. I've never, you know, I just, I'm like you guys. I just want to be loved. Yeah, I was going to say, a big part of it is that Shyok offered you love. Yeah. Which is something that you had never really felt before. Yeah, and that's, you know, so that's just, that's that's what I was looking for. Well, we're all searching for love in some places, I guess, in our lives. And that's the first time it's ever been offered to me, you know, other than from my mother. But she was also bitter. Well, um, that's, I'm, I'm sad to hear that, Ildov. You're a very lovable person. Oh. And, uh, you know, screw those screw those jokes in those two villages. You know, you don't need them. Just those two villages, uh, though. No, not everybody else. That... I mean, anyone who thinks that, who, who's going to be getting on your case for being a half-elf, I mean, come on. Get out of here. We, we beat up some racists in a town before we even met you, actually, because they were giving Olash a lot of crap. And Terry oh. peed himself. <laughs> He did. Yeah. He did be himself. A lot. It was kind <laughs> yeah, of his thing. Kind of... And you didn't even cut his arms off. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to venture back to Stone's Throw I know and collect some arms. This is a really important quest, you guys, but <laughs> well, I'm and picturing also... Olash like decades from now, like on her deathbed, surrounded by loved ones, and her grandchild is like, Do you have any regrets? <laughs> didn't cut off Terry's fucking arms. <laughs> <laughs> we can always go back and see Karikta. I mean, she's still there. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's important for Olash to get her arms. Yeah, just, we don't have to do it, like, right now is all. Because you could, like, jump at Terry from outside of his town and, like, <laughs> tackle true. him. You could just jump in, rip off his arms, and, and jump, jump away. <laughs> can I ask what else? This the old was... flying Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> it's a run by jumping. Ildov, can I ask what else this uh, being has asked of you? What other tasks? I mean, so far, nothing. Well, you have to get the rod that you got. Yeah, well, yeah, he sent me on, yeah, to to get the rod. I 
but you know nothing uh haven't really heard from him in in a minute and um and you would let you would let us know so it was gonna put us in danger if anything else was coming up that he asked you to do well, yeah of course so uh, you said i correct me if i'm wrong the person that you stole the book from, mm-hmm. you you sort of apprenticed with them in order to, to gain access. Was that right? Was that what I remember you saying? Uh, I was a student at the school. At the school. Okay. Yeah, I had sort of disguised myself as a legitimate magic user. And that worked for the school, but not for Posh. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know how she knew. Maybe I'm maybe I'm getting a little soft in my. Uh, in, in my in, in the weeks since you've been in the weeks since school, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's been a long week. So. <laughs> time is weird. Um, Do you know what Shyak wants in the like big picture? I know that he loves chaos. Kind okay. of like Elder Zone loves chaos. I think it's a little more whimsical than that. Shyak so. really likes pantsing people. Johnny Knoxville of chaos. Like, is this like? I love the idea that like you've pledged your life to the demon of like shitty pranks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my YouTube channel. I'm Shyak, and this guy's gonna get totally pantsed. Ashton Kutcher just like steps out. <laughs> you His face looks like he just looks like Bam Margera with glowing red eyes. <laughs> Uh, um, I, yeah, but that's all I know about him. I haven't, I guess I haven't asked that much because it's, uh, it's been working for me. You, Here I am with you. You, you do know, yeah. if I can offer some. Sure. You do know that he does love you. Yeah. It is, it has never felt not genuine. Yeah. It's always felt like real, true love. He loves you. Oh Yeah, finally. <laughs> He's like the dad I never had. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, this okay. explains a, a lot it, about your deal with Elric, it, honestly. It really does, actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I say, well, I appreciate your sharing. I, I know that uh, can't have been easy, but it's, it's much appreciated. Yes, I mean, I would never do anything to harm any of you. <laughs> I that. I, do, do I see, was that actually in character? Uh, I... did, did you wiggle your fingers like <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The table from front. <laughs> well, that's how she harms people, is by wiggling her fingers. That's true. That's true. Any other okay. questions? <laughs> Whoa, that, that guy's a mic drop line. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else want to jump in? No, if you say that he's not harming us or anything in any way and you're trying to be good, there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to, I guess, enjoy the love of another patron. Everyone needs one. Yeah. Everyone. Intent needs patrons. Just listeners. <laughs> <laughs> there's our name. There's the title for the episode oh right there. <laughs> Subtle. <clears throat> Any other questions for Ildov? Where do you sleep? <laughs> you know where I sleep. You watch me. Watch her do it. I don't know? do it often. I was just checking to make sure you're all right. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> do it anymore. So you. Uh, finish up with that you you have some you know some other frivolous conversations as you bagpipe. all finish your your meal Yarfik plays bagpipes and, and no one else speaks because you can't hear anything um and uh you all begin to pack up your things and then go to sleep uh what's the watch order I'm um i'll take first watch <laughs> i think we all just volunteer for that did we all no, that's that's fine, Cassian. I was just gonna do it because nobody else was saying anything. 
I'd just like to do it to take advantage of this light. I want to get a, get to get a, some some more time in with this uh, this book, the Tome of Clear Thoughts. You haven't learned how to cast light yet. No, I was gonna. No, I haven't. <laughs> Give me your coin. Uh, I mean, okay, but doesn't it only last for like ten minutes? Get you ten more minutes. You also have a fire you can read by, but yeah. Oh, but well, there's also what... there the the globes. He can. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you have light. Good. You could do it any time of night if you wanted to. If you want first watch, take first watch. Well, God's sake. Yeah, I'll just take it. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll... Cassian's taking first watch. I'll take th- second or third. I don't care. I'll take third. Okay, I'll take I care. Okay. So Cassian, Yarfik, and then Olash. Uh, so, uh, Yarfik, Olash, and Ildov, you, uh, prepare your bedrolls and tuck in and go to sleep. Uh, it's a little colder than it has been in nights prior, uh, but you guys are farther north and close to, you know, getting closer to mountains. It's not raining, right? Uh, it is not currently raining, no. The ground is still a little wet from the rain that passed through earlier, um, as are your overclothes and some of your things, but your packs are all nice and dry. And you all, uh, bed down as Cassian, you... Curl up by the fire with your book and uh, and read. Let's see. It's probably... Yeah, Cassian, uh, around midnight, roll a perception check. 11. It's about midnight. You're uh, still sort of deep in the book, and um, you hear something. Sort of sounds like leaves or something of that kind you're not entirely sure what it is uh but it, it's some noise that makes you look up uh you look up at the uh the front of the wagon and you see perched just over the uh the opening of the wagon right right on on one of the giant arms uh right over where Yarfik usually sits uh is a large crow it looks down at you and just squawks i say i sort of give it a little wave it's uh, just to be clear um this is a crow, you said. The the birds that Blackwing had were ravens? I, I never said what kind of it, birds they were. You did. Just blackbirds. Blackbirds. You guys never really investigated that. Oh, crap. But they, they were larger than this, right? Mm, they, were, they were similarly sized. This one might be a little fatter. Okay. Well, I guess for the moment then I'm going to kind of just keep it in my perifs and assume that it's Blackwing checking up on us. Okay. Uh, so you put your head back down into your book. Another ten minutes or so goes by. And uh, from off in the forest, sort of maybe... We'll say if you are facing east while reading, you hear this from about mm, 30 feet or so to the west. You hear a... Oh, boy. <laughs> and that's the sound that the blink dogs made, right? Poof dogs. That is the sound you remember hearing when you dealt Damn it. with those okay. particular beasts. All right, I I rouse the others from slumber and let them know what's up. Okay, so you quickly go and and rouse everybody else and let them know. Hey, heard something? Sounded like the time we fought those things. Yeah, and while while they're waking up, I'm gonna draw my rapier and check inside the wagon. Are you looking for anything in particular? No, just I sort of thought, didn't the didn't that imp try to mess with our food last time, or something in the wagon? Maybe not. Maybe I'm misremembering. It. Yeah, didn't something eat food? Yeah, something well, like it that. It was the I think it was a bird at the time, like looking like it was eating food, and then yeah, it, it, yeah, it was still looking like a bird, but it it it, it, ate, our, it ate our stuff. So I guess I'm looking for that. <laughs> okay, uh, so, you you go and and look in the wagon. There's nothing in there. There's just the, the bird on top of it. Uh, can with my dark vision, can I see anything in the? in the tree line or anything else like can i see the dog uh roll investigation because you're looking for something specific uh that's a seven it's hard to see 
it's it's dark. Dark vision doesn't give you like color. It's all black and white. So if there is something out there, it's it's blending into the trees. You really can't tell. Cassian, where did you hear this thing? Um, Sam. Uh, you heard it about uh, thirty feet into the forest to the uh, west of where you guys. Okay, are. I convey that to Yarfik. Should we go and search for it, or should we stay where we are? Why don't you and Olash, since you can see in the dark, and I'll. And Ildov and I will stay here by the wagon. But yell if you need help, obviously. Want to go look for it? Are we worried at all that just because this is in Blackwing section of the forest, he's going to be pissed at us for attacking these? I'm a little bit, yeah. I guess I kind of assumed that that would only... And by I mean he'll murder us. <laughs> I wonder if I kind of assumed that that was only for things that lived in this part of the forest. Like, the these, these things are outsiders, right? The blink dogs and the... They're fake creatures. Yeah, and the demon is, you know, a demon, if it's the same thing. Right, but... Well, I guess we killed that demon, but you know what I mean. Well, either way, if we remember what Ildov told us before about the the crows as well, we might actually be in great danger, (laughs) and we didn't realize it beforehand. I don't Wait, remember say exactly. that again? You were told something about crows. I forget what it was. When when Shyok warned you about Posht. Beware the crows. Beware the crows. Yeah. And there's a giant crow right now. Is he still sitting up there? Yeah. It's a... not a giant crow. <laughs> it's not a dire crow. It's no, like it's just like crow. it's like a, it's just a big crow. It's just you look at this crow and you're like, man, that's a big crow. I sort of I sort of run at it and chew it and say, "Go on, Scott." It uh, it sort of like hops back into onto the the middle of the top of the wagon and squawks at you, and then sort of like hops back forward to its perch. I can cast detect magic at will, right? I believe so. Yes. Can I, okay, can I detect magic around the crow? There is a uh, an aura about the crow, and you detect illusory magic. Magic from the school of illusion. So, so no, does knowing that she's that it's an illusion help her see through it? Like, do we just can she tell us that it's an illusion, and we can try to? You can tell then it's a, that it's an illusion, but the illusion is still there. You would have to dispel the magic to. Oh, I thought some illusions you can see through once you know what's up. I mean, if you were to directly interact with it, you might be able to tell that that something was going on. But it also depends on exactly how the illusion works. For this one, you can't see through it. Okay, I try to squirt some water on it with the decanter. <laughs> not the geyser, not the geyser force, but okay. like this, the middle stream. Uh, roll dex with your proficiency. Okay. Uh, with proficiency, that is uh, 16. Yeah, 16 hits. Um, so you squirt it with water, and there is a big wet crow. <laughs> okay. And it does not look happy about it. But it also isn't going away. But it's not attacking. Nope. Uh, I'm going to say up to it. Well, you're obviously here for something. Would you like to speak to us? We're more than happy to have a conversation. Squawks at you. I don't speak crow. You get nothing out of it. Crows. Roll perception. All of you. Another 11. Nat 20. 14. 13. Yarfik and Olash are the only ones who hear this from the opposite side of your camp. So uh, where Cassian said that he heard it coming from the west, you guys now hear something coming from the east. You hear... It's teleporting around. Or there's more than one. And then you hear very softly, very faintly... Back to back, everybody. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, definitely. So two facing the west and two facing the east. Basically, we're just, yeah, keeping... Basically, or like, kind of, we're like, kind of in a circle almost. Yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead real quick 
and yell uh, as loud as I can. Blackwing, I think we're in danger. <laughs> Just as you yell that from both the east and west, uh, and you can all see one of these things as you're you're all facing at least one of those directions. Each each pair of you sees something break the tree line into the clearing. Initially, it looks like a large, dark panther. These are not the blink dogs that you faced last time. Uh, you Oof, see these panthers? Large, cat-like creatures. As the moonlight filters through the trees and passes over their bodies, you can see that something's off. They each have six legs. Um, <laughs> and it, it looks like they they have a large muscular tails that snake up over their backs. But as more light filters over them, you can see, no, they actually, they have two tails. And then as they, they step into the clearing, you can see they're not tails. They have large tentacles oh, coming God. out of their shoulder blades and each each tentacle is tipped with a large pad that's covered in small spikes Ooh. and as you see them as they've stepped fully into the light of the clearing the crow looks down at all of you and goes <laughs> mother of god and that's where we'll end this episode Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast, and you can check out the other podcast from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. If you haven't been following us on the social medias for some reason, go look on any platform to see our cast self-portraits. This is high art, people. And by that, we mean art that you can only truly appreciate when you are high. On life, don't do drugs. Besides, you know what's better than drugs? Reviewing podcasts. Oh man, what a rush it is to click five stars and write some kind words about a podcast you really enjoy. Mainline some of that, why don't you? If you like the feeling of that monkey on your back, then head over to patreon.com slash IWVTCast and contribute to really hit that next level of consciousness. And of course, if your teeth are still itching, come out to the long game on Saturday, June 23rd at Burlington International Airport to see us live and support Alzheimer's research. All the music in this episode was written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can hear all of his work at imadeitup.com. Tune in next time for our live show from the long game where we see what's going on elsewhere on Uthcore. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons.
This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>